Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your host, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and this week we talk about radio silence from Monumental up to this point, keep upgrade costs, and some recent fights. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Minds at Crowfall Pod. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Chris, how are you feeling this week? To be honest, I'm feeling uh, pretty blessed, I think. Blessed? Yeah. Oh. Is this like like, like Catholic blessed? Like <laughs> someone blessed you? Someone throw water on you? What happened? Well, I don't know. It's I've just been thinking about how, how lucky we are for finding the the people that we have found in game not not only guild wise but also alliance really yeah yeah no i would i would agree with that i didn't mean to just cut you off right there if i did but i would agree it was uh, i mean we've had the guild since day one and i mean we're not necessarily a big guild but we've we found a good grouping of personalities that seem to get along with each other and 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 that's not necessarily determined by what's happening in game. I mean, we've experienced successes and it, it's more fun obviously, but I mean, we've experienced quite a bit of failures too. And, and with the alliance, I mean, we've been lucky enough to be able to hold a keep under our, our own guild been the longest time we've been able to do that. And as far as like upgrading the keep and everything, I mean, we've helped, we've provided some resources, but I mean, a large majority of that has come from outside our own guild. The Alliance has been really good about upgrading the buildings and helping do that part. I mean, before a defense took place, I mean, they dropped about half a million gold into it and just upgraded it right before the defense. Oh, wow. Got several levels on it right quick. And I'm like, I mean, that's that's quite a bit. But, you know, you kind of need to do that with the defense of having higher level guards, stronger walls, and that type of thing. I don't know if, um, based on the population and stuff, maybe those... Prices for upgrades need to be reevaluated. I mean, mm. they haven't been changed since the beginning, as far as I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I've thought about things like that. I, I was actually just having the same thought recently because in our alliance, we have the keep that our guild holds is mostly i mean i don't know if it's level 10 or whatever but it's it's got a lot of buildings and buffs that are you know rank 3 building or whatever mm-hmm. so it's the maximum level that buff can give but but it's actually not not every plot has a building on it and yeah. and there's a couple other keeps in our alliance that are 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 empty basically you know you mm-hmm. go into the keep and there's just not really anything in there other than a respawn statue yeah and and I had that same thought that it's a little disappointing to see that. And I understand 
from a player's the player's perspective, I understand that yeah, it's just an enormous time sink to to try and manage all that, and especially at the risk of it being taken right. And then now you've put all yeah. that effort and time into it, and and it was taken away, and and so because I think to your point, the player base is has is smaller right now. It's it's hard to maintain multiple keeps at a high level because we're it's probably unlikely that we get to hold all of those keeps and not that <laughs> to be clear I don't I don't mean like it's sad that there's PVP or I mean that's the whole point of the game just simply that yeah it's a it's a pretty significant investment to ask and I think that it extends beyond keeps though I mean we see it with forts now I, I, countless forts that I see don't even have walls put up um, right Right. It's just yeah. it's just a point. I mean, it may as well be an outpost, right? Mm-hmm. It's an outpost with vendors, and it has a siege window. <laughs> but otherwise, it's basically an outpost. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, along with the resources, I mean, you're talking about time spent in game funneling those resources in, as well as actively defend in, in the sense of of the keeps, right? I mean, that's exponentially more resources than a fort also adding to if you're going to upgrade all of those buildings then you have to be confident that you can actively actively defend it in those defense windows also and when you have multiple keeps now you're talking about uh, weekly events and having to gauge your entire alliance population and what they're capable of that's kind of the issue with mmos is is that i mean and you depending on the situation you got to find a few of those people that are just willing to know life it and i don't know how sustainable like no lifing an mmo goes i mean we've done it right at certain points in our lives but i depending on, I mean, what is it, a month, two months? I mean, six months? I mean, how long would you do that before your life situation changes and you're no longer able to devote that much time to it, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, and I've been thinking about this too, you know, in the context of our podcast, obviously, (laughs) we are not experts about Crowfall. Right. And I'm, you know, I've been looking... You know, I mentioned the intro, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the radio silence from Monumental. And the reason I say that is that there's just, there's not any, there's not any update notes. There's not any, there's nothing on the test server. <laughs> there's no roadmap that they've put out, nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and so then it's like, okay, well, I wonder what the community's talking about. And the forums themselves have some activity, but there's a pretty healthy amount of conversation going on in the Discord uh, there's just a couple of discords. Right. There's the official yeah. crow fall one and then the community one. And the conversations that happen in those are, are I shouldn't say, I don't mean to broad brush all of them. There's a wide variety of discussions going on. But some of the ones that I found myself perusing were pretty nuanced conversations about um, different builds and game mechanics and how certain classes used to operate or maybe ideally could operate or whatever, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And you and I don't really have those kinds of conversations on this podcast because you and I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what <laughs> all the different 
I don't even know all of the different. What, I can't. I can never remember the name. <laughs> what is the name of the? It's not profession. It's the thing that you promote to through your talent tree. One of the three choices. Do you know what this is called that I'm trying to remember oh. right now? Yeah. I mean, I don't know this specific word. I mean, but yeah, promotion to. Yeah, it's a promotion, and then you, oh, and then you choose like a domain, I guess, from that, that that then enables you to get different disciplines. Either way, so I mean, I don't know all of those, let alone all of the possible combinations of major and minor disciplines that different classes could use, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 where I'm going with this to back to your point about like the no lifing of an MMO, like for me personally and and this is really it's subjective i don't think there is an uh, an objective truth to this necessarily but for me it it was a long time ago and we i mean a long time ago (laughs) like 15 years ago when we were playing dark age and i found myself in a scenario where i didn't have to work for quite a while and just played dark age constantly right and at that time Yes, I had the time and the life situation to enable me to play that much. But outside of that, I also had never been towards the top. Now, I'm sure I was never the very best or something or the most powerful character or anything crazy like that. But I eventually got to, along with you, you and I both got to towards the top end of the PvP community in Dark Age for a window of time, right? Right, yeah. And it, I, and it eventually it just got boring. I just didn't care anymore. And so the reason that I don't know all about all of the theory crafting and the reason that I can't remember what <laughs> some of the terms <laughs> of this game that I play, you know, multiple times a week for months now that I can't remember some of the stuff is because it's not for me. It's just not actually that rewarding to be to be that in that spot, like to be at the very top is like, uh, okay. You know, well, yeah, I mean, especially with a video game where I mean, yes, it's an MMO, and yes, we're gonna hopefully get years of new content right down the down the road, but at the same time, there is an endpoint of exploration to be had, like once you made all the classes, gone through builds, have all the equipment you want, right, and you're just doing the high-end pvp or the high-end crafting there isn't anything new to discover and i don't know taking your time to go through it i don't think is the worst thing um and just enjoying it as you enjoy it well and and what i found and 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 this also speaks to your the very first thing you said is that what ultimately pulls me into an MMO for any committed amount of time is the community. It's the people I'm playing with because it uh, uh, MMOs especially are very repetitive often, you know, as far as what actual gameplay activity you're going to engage in day over day. And so the fun of it comes from the adventures with your friends or the shenanigans you get into or the, victories you have or the defeats you suffer or whatever but it's the it's the stories that emerge from it that are actually the more compelling part of it i think so i don't know I, I don't know if any of this seems connected still the reason i say all of that is to say like as far as like if if someone needs to know life and how long can they do it like 
I think you're right that there's a a life circumstance that kind of has to be in place for someone to really just play all the time and not do much else. But I yeah. think even outside of that, there's just a mental space that has to be occupied. And to be clear, I don't, I, I don't mean to disparage people who do seek to be towards the top of that or are fascinated by it more than I am and are really, really engaged by the theory crafting and all that stuff. Like it's not that they're dorks or they don't get it or that I've already been there and done that. It, it's not about, comparing like that just for me it just it, it doesn't resonate like i just don't care <laughs> like i like profile <laughs> i like mmo time i like fantasy world time i like the guild i like playing i i don't i don't care if i'm ever number one on any leaderboard or number 10 on any leaderboard it it doesn't bring me great personal satisfaction but that's not the only lens through which the game can be enjoyed right yeah absolutely and, and really, we're talking about a higher level of dedication to it, the, probably the same amount of dedication that you would apply to, I don't know, uh, trying to be a pro athlete or something like that, something that would take up, you know, a majority of your attention. And and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I think that there really could be something here with, I don't know, um, more of a an esports flavor with like a shorter campaign direct duration or whatever that may look like so maybe athletes are not necessarily the top physical in in a physical category but in a video game category it opens it up a little bit i don't know where i was going with that but yeah <laughs> i mean i don't you know the the I guess it depends on what you mean by eSport, because if you mean something that people can jump in and do something competitive quickly and like quickly access, basically, you know, as we've talked about in the past and other episodes, like a battleground or an arena or, yeah. you know, a hunger dome, if that's what you mean, then yeah, I think there's probably room for that. And I think that probably could attract maybe more players to it. It wouldn't. Oh, really... I was talking about the dedication of, comparing it to a sports athlete and then i was bringing it back to like an esports video game connection i guess maybe but gotcha yeah yeah i mean just so i i guess maybe what you're saying is like the the amount of time that it takes to be at the top of profile is not mm -hmm. dissimilar from the amount of times it takes to be the best basketball player in your state if you're a you know high school player or something or what or to play in college or something like that is that what you mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you follow. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And and to me personally, that's that's actually why it doesn't resonate. It's not because, again, like to be at the top is is negative in some way. It's more just that when I when I played Dark Age a long time ago and and no life to to, to try and get the very best gear in the game and practiced PvPing all the time to try and be successful in that as often as I could and just played constantly when i got to the quote-unquote mountaintop of it or whatever or, or at least close to it it's an enormous amount of time and i didn't i wasn't making money <laughs> doing it you know what i mean and mm -hmm. and my the rest of my social circle was not in was not playing so it wasn't relatable in my day-to-day -day life to most of my friends and yeah it just it just kind of it just kind of fell off but I do think you're right that in, in an MMO, 
it almost seems like there is need for there to be some portion of the community that is always on and always engaged in doing the theory crafting and figuring out how okay. things are min max and how they work or whatever. And yeah, it's a, it's a really big ask. It, it's one I'm not willing to fulfill <laughs> in any game. Our, our guild, I mean, and then I guess that what I was going with, with saying that, you know, I feel blessed with the people that we've found because we've been able to have that kind of break time or rotation or, I mean, if someone is able to know life it for a week and, and others benefit from that, but next week it might be somebody different that pumps out a bunch of crafting or is on for a lot of PVP outpost taking. And, and that seems to switch on and off, you know, between folks in our guild and, and no one's like upset about that. Right. That's just like kind of the atmosphere. And well, we we see the Alliance too. I mean, a couple of, a couple of campaigns ago, we had a shot collar that was just awesome. And, Mm -hmm. and then, but we had a lot of fights, (laughs) a lot of fights that campaign. Yeah. And I, I I mean, without that shot collar, it would have been without that shot collar and, and that amount of fights, it would have been just like insane. Oh yeah, absolutely. But what that led to is that person kind of burned out and took a break. Right. Yeah. Uh, But I do think, you know, yet again, my classic, (laughs) my classic refrain, the campaign structure does a good job of kind of building in a natural place for someone to step away and take a break. And I think that it might even make it enable a person to take a break. And it's, it's often enough that they can step away and it makes sense to everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe they take, maybe they're able to step away and they're not completely burned out and then they can come back in a campaign or two. Whereas in a game where, you know, like let's, I'll, I'll just pick on wow. Since that's what I always do. Let's say you're in like a wow raid guild. Well, in that, you might not get a new update for two, three, four months, right? Mm-hmm. At least a significant content update. So you're doing the same raids week over week. Well, if a raid leader gets burned out in that context and they stop two months in, to the guild, it could feel like they just kind of quit in the middle of this thing that we're all doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so then maybe a person stays longer than they really wanted to because they don't want to let their guildmates down. And now they're truly burned out and they don't want to come back at all. And with the campaign structure, it's like, again, it provides a natural place to be like, okay, I'm going to step back. And you're not ruining things for everyone else that's playing with you or something. Because everyone had to stop because the campaign ended. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be the idea behind getting the next one up and running like this same day or the next day i mean super fast having to figure out the factory equipment and getting that all situated can be a little bit of a hassle to trying to get right back into the dregs right well i mean like we talked about last time i think you know i certainly had the impression and i think maybe they did they being the developer whenever they released that there would be more than one campaign going on simultaneously that didn't necessarily have the same start and end date. So 
Mm-hmm. So then if there was if there was two or three dregs that had some different rule sets or something and it was easier to participate in multiple campaigns, then maybe a dregs would end and they wouldn't have to start it again right then the same day because there's already other campaigns ongoing and so it can just be kind of a slow rolling thing. But the the population reality has made it so that you know we can't even do dregs and shadow really. So there's not not room for that right now. And so then back to your, you know, again, something you brought up at the very beginning that the upgrade costs, you know, while the player base is smaller, I, I, yeah, I, I think it, I, I hope that they do maybe look at, at reducing some of those costs because it's not fun to see forts that are just some stalls in the middle of a field somewhere, you know? It's not fun to enter a keep and it's just a bunch of empty plots. And again, I am a hundred percent aware of the amount of time and effort it takes. So that's not a complaint at any of the people we play with or something. I am not willing to spend 40 hours a week playing to make all that happen. Right. So certainly I don't think others should be doing that in my stead, but yeah, but I don't, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It seems like that could be a viable solution because if, and when the, the population swells again, you just change the rules again, you know, again, with this campaign structure, very easy to do. So, yeah, I mean, we're just talking about like editing prices. I mean, mm-hmm. even, I mean, we, we've experienced the loss of seeds and I mean, it's not the most expensive thing, but it's enough to be like, eh, I wish that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I, I can't imagine if we would have lost that keep we were defending and then, I mean, that's like half, half a million gold right away. Right. Um, just a same night loss. That's pretty rough. It is. The the thing too, though, is that like, like with forts, for example, it's also a lot to ask people to, to put a lot of time and resource into upgrading those. And I know that the cost of that is, you know, tiny compared to a keep. But even still, it's available to be sieged twice a day, every day. So the likelihood that you're going to hold it for very long is low. So, yeah, why why spend the time and money if you don't plan on actually using it as a, a base of operations for something? Who cares, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. On the other hand, though, d- does that mean that siege has to become, like, siege equipment has to become cheaper too because if everyone's putting walls up do i still have to pay the same amount to drop a treb you know what i mean like (laughs) to knock the wall down i don't know i I mean as far as the the crafting recipes go i mean it's something to consider yeah but i i haven't felt that the siege itself has been overly difficult to produce but you would need you would need the highest tier siege if there was a more of a chance of going against level 10 walls right so that changes yeah well and i'm just thinking about like on you know again i keep i know i keep going back to forts but i mean there's people solo capping forts currently because mm-hmm. it's not upgraded there's no walls so again it's, it's almost like an outpost so if someone could solo cap a fort and then there was very low cost to upgrade it. 
Yeah. That's kind of, I don't know. It, 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 it definitely could get to a place where it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a balanced thing. I mean, can we get Siege on forts, though? I mean, or, you know, some battering rams. I want to put a ballista on a fort wall. I mean, we mm-hmm. can probably do that. Yeah. Or uh, maybe a smaller version of a ballista. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, and, you know, to, to, I, I'm, I'm, I don't feel a sense of nervousness or something because, frankly, <laughs> whatever. But I'm, I'm, I don't know what word to use because concerned even feels like too strong of language and that's pretty light language. But the fact that Monumental has said nothing this calendar year is strange <laughs> to me. And, and again, you know, the, it's the first time where they just rolled the same Dregs campaign over. Mm-hmm. And the expectation is like, oh, well, the next patch will be coming at the end of this Dregs campaign and, and the new one will start. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? I don't know because there's not patch notes on a test server right now. <laughs> and to be honest, really, I, I would be, I mean, I would like there to be updates and I would like there to be what we've become accustomed to in the last <laughs> seven months or whatever it's been. But if they at least could refresh the maps, I think that would be ideal. I, I hope we don't see the same maps again for a third campaign set in a row. That would yeah. be disappointing. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a little weird. Now, I will say, I was looking on their site, they do have a couple of job postings available oh, for Monumental. monumental so Related to Crowfall? Well, I mean, or... Monumental makes or publishes or whatever is involved in, in <laughs> the making of a few titles. Crowfall yeah. is far and away the most, you know, the biggest, I think. So I would assume that, yes, it's tied to that. None of the positions are something I would be interested in. I have no idea. I didn't look at all the qualifications and everything all that closely, but it's like senior animator and senior server engineer and stuff like that. But the fact that they're hiring, and obviously they wouldn't, it's not like they would have purchased Crowfall to then shut it down 30 days later. I mean, that would be crazy, right? That would be the biggest failure ever. So I'm sure something is coming. I just hope that they do a better job of communicating what what is going on because the player base is 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 small <laughs> and <laughs> and we need to you know we need to grow it and silence small but um very in tune and I think resilient and and really they really like the game yeah, no, they do, and I, and I I agree with you. the The community is is excellent, and honestly, I mean, I don't have a ton of experience, I guess, interacting with people outside of our guild or alliance because it's not really conducive, and I'm not a general chat person, really. But the interactions I have had with other people is still largely okay. You know what I mean? I haven't met, I haven't encountered someone who's just outright insufferable. To be clear, I'm aware that there are some, but <laughs> I've not dealt with them personally very much. And the majority yeah. of the times I've dealt with people, they're fine. So I yeah. do think that you're right that the community we have is a is a is a, a good one and a, a healthy one. But it's it, it just we just need more people. Yeah, because if you had if you had another if there was just a, if there was another thousand, which that's probably a huge ask, but if there was another thousand players running around in dregs the forts and the keeps and the upgrades and all that stuff is immediately different. Right. And we're not having this conversation about these abandoned (laughs) derelict buildings everywhere. I don't think. Right. Right. But I mean, also I think to um, maintain that population there, 
needs to be a good foundation for that community to be built on. And what is still playing Crowfall, I think, is a really good foundation for that. I mean, the home keep agreement and the dregs is proof of that. To be able to get that many people to communicate about a certain play style, even folks that haven't signed the agreement are still involved in those discussions. So it's just been really interesting to see how that's played out and that it's, you know, still going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I would, I would totally agree. And yeah, the community that we found, like, like we've said over and over now, but in our Guild Alliance, it's, it's very surprising to me how much I enjoy their company and, and how easy they are to get along with it mm-hmm. coming from playing a lot of wow and stuff like that. That's this enormous player base. So of course there's way more <laughs> negative people there as well. It's a very different experience here with, with the people we've played with. I don't, I don't see a lot of infighting and anything like that with our, with our groups, which is fun. Yeah. Um, Although uh, we probably, <laughs> Probably disappointed some folks in the, the last night Ford fight. We did get pretty much stomped, and then there was a few people that were like, "All right, well, we're going to do something else now." <laughs> yeah, I mean, but to be fair, we—I mean, we did not set correct expectations. We were going in. Um, I guess the whole thing was all of that was. I mean. A, it was literally one fight, so it's not like we showed up and just got our faces rolled for an hour straight or something. We lost. It was in a wildland zone where the max group size you can have per alliance is 12, and we had 11, so we're down a person. I'm pretty confident that the people we were fighting are just were just a better (laughs) skilled group of players (laughs) than what we were. But beyond that, like... Yeah, there was a complaint about the shot calling or whatever. When it comes to group fights, shot calling is definitely very important. Like we said in in a couple of campaigns ago, we had the Alliance shot caller who was just awesome. Yeah. But he was shot calling like 60 on 60 fights, right? And it was it was all I don't know. I don't know what words to use, I guess, to describe what I'm trying to say. The shot calling that he did was great, but it also did kind of, I mean, there has to be a fundamental understanding of what we're trying to do. And mm-hmm. frankly, the fight we got into last night that we, that we, that we got wrecked in, we showed up and we we're plugged up against a wall and trying to enter a doorway to go fight some people. And there's another doorway behind us. And so, as our group starts to go in the front door, some of the enemy comes out the back door and flanks us and people just started fighting anyone, right? Like mm-hmm. no one was really, I didn't feel like anyone was all that coordinated in what they were doing. So right. I don't know. Complaining about shot calling in a, in a single fight loss like that, where it was pretty scattered from everyone would mm-hmm. be like in basketball complaining that someone didn't talk enough on defense. And it's like, that's fine. Maybe there could have been more talking on defense, but it's kind of fundamentally understood that you're supposed to be between your man and the basket and the ball, right? Like you yeah. kind of have to have this basic understanding 
and we can't walk through every fundamental, every fight. So I don't know. I thought it was, and to be clear, I was not the shot caller. So this is not sour grapes on my part, defending my own honor or something. Um, yeah. It, the complaint was just a little, I, I was a little, I was, I was unimpressed <laughs> with yeah. the complaint, but again, to, I mean, to, to reiterate the point we've been making, literally all that was said was someone was like, that didn't go very well. Yeah. That we did probably better shot calling than that. And then there wasn't really enough. There was time to maybe get one more fight in, in the fourth that we were trying to take. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was so lopsided that we probably were just going to get crushed again if we went back. And so they were like, all right, we're gonna do something else. And that was it. There wasn't, an ongoing campaign of people whining and complaining or people throwing a big fit or over dramatizing it at all. It was a very chill, like, yeah, that didn't work. Okay, cool. Let's go. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely the most reasonable way it could have went. Right. But I mean, yeah, in, in that fight situation, I mean, we were outmatched on multiple levels. Right. I mean, starting at the 11 on 12, but I mean, you're talking about their 12 being a highly organized everyone's playing a class that they've determined to make some sort of synergy versus our 11 that was a pickup group well two pickup groups right so <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was a two lot of classes groups, that some, could have been optimized. some level 30 vessels in there lower level equipments probably all kinds of things right Word. Well, anything else you wanted to cover this week? That'll do it. Well, that's all for the show today. Follow us on Twitter and Minds at Crowfall Pod. You can also check out my other podcast, The Walk Show, which explores the walk of life through interviews with a variety of guests. Or my other podcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a show about video games where we explore the idea of why gaming matters. As always, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Stay up. <laughs>